Rethink Retail, the evolution of retail in today's connected world. Welcome to the Rethink Retail Show, your source for the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. Join host Julia Raymond, Global Director of Research at Valtech, a global digital agency focused on strategy and transformation in retail, as she explores the most recent trends and innovations in commerce. This episode of Rethink Retail, sponsored by Valtech, where experiences are engineered. Hi, and welcome to the Rethink Retail show. Today, I'm joined by my guest, Vinod Bitarkopa. Vinod is the Senior Vice President of Technology for Sam's Club. He is responsible for the strategic direction and management of all Sam's Club technology and global teams to enhance the member and associate experience. Vinod is a proven leader with nearly 25 years of global technology expertise, working across omnichannel retail, healthcare, and the airline industry. Most recently, Vinod served as the Senior Vice President of Technology at United Health Group, where he was responsible for leading global teams to define and execute healthcare digital transformation agenda initiatives. Prior to that, he served as the Group Technology Executive and Divisional Chief Information Officer at Tesco, leading worldwide engineering and operations. Vinod, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here and um, love to share some of my thoughts on what Sam's is doing, what Walmart is doing, and um, you know, excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And I always like to start off and just get a bit more about your background. What has your career journey been like so far? Yeah, it's, it's been somewhat of a, a journey that has taken me into different domains and different countries and continents, if you will. I grew up as an engineer, you know, subsequently, I, you know, I got my master's in computer science. And then really, my first job out of school was with American Airlines in Dallas, working with some exciting airline industry problems and building complex products and platforms to solve some of the challenging business problems that airlines face. And a big break came in when Tesco came and wanted me to join their executive team to lead all of their global engineering and technology operations. And that was the first time I came into retail. Tesco, for those of who don't know, is like Walmart, another very large a multi-country, multi-channel retailer, but it's UK-based. So that gave me an opportunity to spend a lot of time in, in all the operating countries and in, in the group role that I had there and spending a lot of time in Europe. That was the time when a lot of transformation happened in retail, driving from a store-centric business model to a more omni-channel-centric business model. So that, that led to similar retail opportunities elsewhere. And then subsequently, we came back to the US and after having spent a few years outside of the US. And, and then the healthcare industry was looking for what they call as a retailization of healthcare. And I thought that's an interesting opportunity. So spent a little less than three years there. And that's when you know the Walmart opportunity happened. And I couldn't wait to come and take this because everywhere I was in, in and around the different continents and Walmart was a, was a competitor in, in, in some ways and was also the place where we shopped in, in other, other cases. And I couldn't wait for them to come in and <laughs> participate in the journey, the next journey for Sam's and, and, and Walmart. Certainly. And of course, Walmart, the largest retailer in the world. I mean, that's such an exciting change to switch over from working at American Airlines. That was the first job you had. And you spent, you said, years, uh, like a decade in that industry, I believe you said. And to then come back and work with the retailization of healthcare, super exciting. What takeaway do you have as far as, are there similarities between the airline industry or the healthcare industry to retail? Yeah, I think a great question. 
airline is almost called as a retail of a different kind for various reasons. It's a high capital intensive industry. You have to buy all the fleet. In retail, you've got all of the stores or the clubs. Then you've got what's called a perishable inventory in grocery retail. That's similar to the butts in seat. That's the inventory. If you don't sell those seats, it's lost forever. You've got a huge logistics challenge as in you're moving the planes, you're moving the people around. There is the loyalty and the sales aspect of it, the yield management, the cargo. There's almost sort of a, a one-to-one corresponding mapping between the business processes from the plan, buy, move, and sell in the retail world and in the airline world. And so I personally could relate to everything that happens in retail from my 15 plus years in, in the airline industry. And I couldn't wait to come and bring some of that process thinking, some of the, the technology because the airlines are actually they're one of the early ones to adopt the technology. If you go back and mm-hmm. think of 2000s, in and around year 2000, that's when the disruption for the, the travel agency model happened. And you had the Travelocity.com, the Arbits.com, the Expedia.com happen. And then there was a digital kiosk in the airport. And so I think there was a huge digital disruption that happened in the airline industry in the very early 2000s. What I saw in, in that trajectory of my career is the retail industry was, particularly in Europe, beginning to tap into that transformation or similar transformation because they're all store-centric models earlier and consumers were used to using these little things called smartphones, having that kind of convenience and experience with the airlines were expecting the same out of the retail industry. And that's when the retail industry started looking at, okay, how can we then disrupt our store-centric model and bring a lot more digital into it? And then that led to the omni-channel phenomena, if you will. So in, in many ways, I think there are some parallels. And then the retail has adopt, industry has adopted that in a massive way. Absolutely. And I love that you brought up the disruption that the airlines faced. You know, from the, the 2000s, I was speaking with a Forrester analyst, Sutrita Kodali, She mentioned the revenue streams of a lot of large corporations like Walmart 20 years ago were not what they are today because there's been so much innovation that has happened and so much shift. And when we talk about shift, the pandemic has caused so much of that so fast. And this is the hot topic right now in retail because there's so much pressure. So from your perspective, your, you, know, you recently joined Sam's Club as the new SVP of technology. How has the pandemic been impacting the way your company is thinking about tech? The great question. And then again, you know, in, in, my, in my parallel universe, I looked at what happened in 9-11, after 9-11 to the airline industry and how the airline industry had to adapt to all those, the macro environment. I think we are in a somewhat of a similar challenge and situation with the pandemic. I'm so proud of the associates at, at Sam's Club in the way that we have risen to the occasion here, if you will. And I think there are three things that were front and center of all the things that we were trying to do. One is, how do we keep our members safe? How do we keep our associates safe? How do we extend in, into our community and, and help the community during this time? So, so backing up from that, technology is always the long pole in the tent, irrespective of any situation. And in this case, it became even more amplified because we really needed to pivot, you know, and, and bring some of those safety experiences as well as the conveniences that our members wanted during that time. 
A good example is the concierge app that we launched. This was to help our senior citizens as well as you know, people with disability, people with immune disorder, and giving them the ability to shop you know, confidently within Sam's Club. We did the what we call as the emergency app for our associates where they could report back into the center about all of the things and situations that were happening in the club during that time. We also implemented the club counter, which, you know, to help the clubs with the social distancing. There are other exciting things around that were done in a very short period of time in order to consolidate the packages and our FCs and and send them out as a common shipment to our members. We did many item limitations to our members when there was a run on toilet paper and and, and hand sanitizers and so on, and subsequently the meat products. So actually building all of that, building a tech convenience to our merchants as well as our associates in a very short period of time to bring those better conveniences and experience to our members was a fantastic experience. And I think the team really rose up to the occasion. I would say so. And it's interesting because it sounds like it's threefold. You said the first thing on your mind was how do we keep associates safe? And not only did you address the customer, but you also addressed your associates and merchants. So three different groups. And it's impressive that you also had an emergency app for your associates. Have you heard any feedback on the concierge app that consumers are using? Because I read it was rolled out in just six days. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you were able to roll it out so fast. One of the things that stands out for Sam's is the the legacy of technology. There's been a lot of innovation that's been happening through the years. Scan and Go has been out there for any number of years now, and our members love it. The Scan and Go was built as a very componentized, a modular architecture and a platform. So when we sense the need for our members, particularly the, the senior citizens and, and members with disability and immune disorder, we thought, what a great idea if we can bring a concierge type app for this set of cohort or members during this COVID period. And we got an experience team, what we call within Sam's Week, we have the concept of experience team where, you know, it's a combination of the business, the product and the technology, we come together and sort of design think that problem, right? So Mm -hmm. as you put all of those heads together, the sum is always greater than the parts. And and in this case, this was ideated in probably less than a day. And then, then the team put together some building blocks of how can we actually bring this to life in the fastest way. And then we were blessed that we had this scan and go app, which was a modular platform underneath that. And the engineering team then working with the product team, the business started to figure out, okay, what are the components of the scan and go that I need to put together and pilot this in, in one club and subsequently expanded that nationwide. So that, that was a, one of the reasons it was so successful is because we, we had the building blocks. And then we had to wire them dynamically, you know, to make, bring that experience and service to the market. And that's really the ethos of how I see the value of technology and in building those core modular decoupled architectures so that we can really take those Lego blocks, if you will, and build that new model when it's needed to bring a particular service to the market, to the member or to an associate. So 
that really helped us in our thinking. And, and, and that's what we'll, we'll continue to build on as the, the secret sauce of Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. And I love, Vinod, how you broke it down because I know your background is in at your core, you're an engineer. And so I know you could probably get into the details of how exactly the technology works, but just thinking of it as we had the foundation, you said building blocks, it was the Legos, the Scan and Go app, to be able to build off that to roll out the concierge app separately very fast. So really cool how you guys were able to execute that. And I must say, I use Scan and Go app myself, love it, have always been a big fan. And I've just been surprised at how, I mean, when the app first came out, I remember going into my local Sam's Club and your associates were handing out cupcakes as an incentive to download the Scan and Go app and give it a try, um, which I thought was great. Yeah, thank you for being a member and please continue to share your feedback and uh, we are never done. We, we continue to uh, innovate and build on the feedback and members' feedback is something that we take very seriously in Sam's Club. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And from your perspective, overseeing the project of the concierge app, were there any quick lessons that your team learned or any advice that you could give to other retailers who are going through the trenches right now trying to push forward on, on digital innovation projects? Yeah, for sure. I think for the team... I think it is a great motivating win for the team and, and just confirming their thought around why we need to architect and design in a modular way. Because who knew that we could bring a new growth channel, a revenue channel in less than six days? That's, that's, that's phenomenal. And the reason this happens, and, and, and this is what I think I talk about with my leadership team and the broader teams is a lot of companies think of digital as just that app or what people see on that glass screen. But the complexity of particularly long-run legacy companies is beneath the surface. It's like an iceberg. What you see is out there is just 10%. And that's a big block, 90% of it, which is sitting under the surface of the water. And modernizing that digital core is really what unshackles all of that monolithic you know, legacy systems and applications that have been built over years and years. And if we can find a way to either decouple and modularize all of the digital core and unshackle that in a service-oriented manner and put all those microservices in, in, in what we call as containers on the cloud, that really allows the business and, and basically you're enabling the business to then mix and match those services to visualize what is it that I can do to create those new services or experiences in the marketplace. So that, I believe, is one of the ways that, you know, the other, not just retailers, for that matter, any company, the CIO or CTO would say, is the first thing that the leadership team has to start, you know, looking at and understanding what is the tech debt in the organization? How do you prioritize your initiatives? Do we have a strong product and engineering model to work in an agile fashion in an iterative way, bringing design thinking very front and center to the problem solving are some of the three or four key tenets of how you could actually fast forward and tech enable your business. And I love that you pointed out, find a way to modularize and put microservices in the cloud. And you mentioned design thinking a few times, and I just want to know from you, how would you summarize the concept of design thinking as it's applied to big tech and retail? Most fundamentally, design thinking is about customer empathy, right? Mm -hmm. You start from there. You have the customer at the center of 
why are you doing this? And then once you start as an experienced team, if you start from that member-centric, customer-centric thinking and then build on that in, in a very iterative way and have what is the first MVP, the minimum viable product, how should it look like? How should it work, right? You don't solve for everything and as a be-all and end-all. You build it and then you iterate and then you get the feedback from the market, from your customer, from your member, and then see what else needs to change. And, and it's also about you know, failing fast. I and mean, if things don't work, we need to be able to say, hey, we're going to not do this anymore because then you're just continuing to you know, self-fulfill your own prophecy at that time. So the design thinking has those two or three core elements, which is start with customer empathy, build an iterative model where your experienced team, you have a minimum viable product and you get the feedback from that from your customer, right? And then we can call that A-B testing or whatever you know, label that we want to give that. But based on that, you, you go to the next iteration and the next iteration. So that way, you know, as, as you progress and step through that, you're building a product that, that can delight your customer base. Mm-hmm, certainly. Well said. And speaking of apps, just throwing this question out there for you, it seems like every retailer has their own app. Do you think there will be a mass consolidation at some point or is that just the future forward? You have to download the app for every retailer you're working with. Every retailer obviously wants their own window or door to their world. And you'll see that happening with a specific airline, specific retailer. There will be some aggregator apps, if you will. I mean, Expedia.com is a good example, right? That's an, You can think of that for the airline industry. It's an aggregator app that will funnel into the specific inventory for the different airlines. But similarly, there are hospitality hotel consolidators. And today you can think of Google as maybe one of those apps. But I think just as an American Airlines will have its own app as against an Expedia, which is a consolidator aggregator, I think Samsung will continue to have its own app, right? Which is our window to the world. And we want to control that experience and the look and feel and you know, how do we present those great items at great prices and wanting to create those you know, special moments for our member base. Because once it goes out of, you know, the consolidator or the aggregator cannot give that native experience that the retailer would want to present. So I think it will be a world where there will be both those experiences. And if the member wants to, if the customer wants to have a more native experience and get the best item, price and experience, he or she would come have that experience with a specific app. Right. So the native experience you talk about, do you think that will be even more important because of the pandemic and the fact people are buying more through e-commerce channels versus in store? The pandemic is obviously driving a lot more e-commerce penetration. So Sam's Club will drive and our, our motto is to meet the member when, how and where he or she wants to meet us. Keeping that in mind, I think safety being the, so the biggest concern for all our members. And that's where I think Scan and Go is a fantastic app for them if they want to come into the club. We also have our direct to home channel so they can experience us on, on the web. They also can come in and do a club pickup. So we have a plethora of those channels, if you will, an omni-channel experience that we would love to give to our members so all of that exists today and it'll only continue to make that even better as days pass and continue to make the shopping experience you know convenient. 
if I can share something, the organizations look at it disjointly and not the, you know, the member. We will continue to have that connected customer experience and that's the expectation. And every leading retailer will want to go there. And Sam's obviously is one of the leading retailers of Warehouse Channel, which is bringing that experience to our members. And the focus on the connected customer experience is really important. But would you say sometimes you said retailers are, are not looking at it always from the customer perspective because legacy systems and the technology is, is hard to to migrate? Or what would you say are the biggest challenges in general when it comes to innovation? You know, when I look at innovation, I call it the small eye and the big eye. The small eye is all those little things that you can drive during your course of work. You find those little opportunities. The big eye is you know, what are those big moonshots of things that will actually shift step change in the way the members interact with us or the way we can drive productivity in, in, in a club and so on. And SAMS has done a fantastic job. And then Scan and Go is a great example. The SAMS Now Club in Dallas, which is bringing together a number of the innovations that have happened or are happening into that club experience, whether it's navigating to find a specific item or bringing some items to life through an AR, AR experience, a VR experience, um, as well as, you know, the, the concierge is an innovation. It's a business model innovation, right? We just created that new channel of growth. So that could be a good example. But broadly, I think where organizations fail to have a culture of experimentation or don't have tolerance for failure are, are looking only in the here and now and long, and are not looking at a horizon which is two years away or four years away, and, and are not skating to where the puck is going to be. If that's the culture that exists in that organization, it's very hard to innovate. And we've been lucky, and we've got fantastic, you know, executive leadership all the way from Doug and Kat. And so we we are encouraged to experiment. We're encouraged to to try those different things, and then that's driving the innovation, right? So it's a culture that has to exist in the organization. And that, I think, is, is, is one of the foundational things for any company to, to be innovative in nature. And, and you will see that where the culture exists, you'll see more innovative products and services come out of that organization. Certainly. And I like that you said that you think of it as the small eye and the big eye in innovation in terms of small changes versus the moonshots. And so I think that's a great way to break it down and think of innovation because small innovations are still innovations. Um, and you mentioned the testing that you're doing. I know Walmart has a few labs as well. And there was a recent Shop Talk live poll webinar in late May, and they asked retailers, what do you think are the most significant long-term changes we'll see in the e-commerce business model because of the pandemic? And one of the options was try virtual try-on uh, and testing options, and that was 17%. So I think AR VR is definitely on the rise Vinod, can you tell us a little bit about how the concierge service works? As if I was a member, what would this look like? Yeah, it's, a, it's very simple and straightforward. A member drives up, you know, uh, associate greets him or her. They get to look at what items are available on an iPad. The member chooses what items he or she wants. The, the associate runs inside the club, picks the items that the member has desired to be picked. The associate brings back those items, uh, loads it up in the trunk, and then it gets the, the credit card information and, and the transaction is complete. It's just as simple as that. So it's a very straightforward interaction. 
that our members are delighted using this in the last three months that since we have launched it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the member drives up and there's a, a section where there's associates with iPads and then they essentially hand you the iPad and and you pick your item. So a true service and that is really cool. I think that helps make it clear for everyone to understand how this service works because it's truly amazing what you guys have done. Well, I'd like to close out today, Vinod, and just ask you, you know, there's a lot of discussion about how consumer behavior may change in the long term, a lot of speculation, you know, what habits will stay, which ones will go. How do you think the consumer will change forever? Or what are your predictions? The member here, for at least for Sam's Club, would love to get those conveniences, safety being the primary concern for them. The whole contactless shopping would get amplified. We've been adding more than 7,000 members using Scan and Go every day since, since COVID on an average. That just, just, that's just tells you the story. We've had Scan and Go adoption increase, you know, four to five times. You know, as those habits start forming, they stick. And, you know, the, once you get used to those conveniences, I think your members, they just don't accept anything else and they demand those experiences. So I think from that perspective, safety becomes very critical going forward. And to that end, I think the contact with shopping, the ability to shop, whether from a club pickup perspective or through our online channels and omni-channel will become a lot more uh, critical. And, and, and those companies which actually do those, bring those experiences in a seamless way and in a way that, uh, you know, delights the customer providing driving those high NPS values with the ones who will be successful. I think customer journeys, you know, are, are less discreet and they span across all channels and the mediums are have blurred and retailers must respond. Clubs will exist for a long time, but how we use those clubs and aligned with some of the other services, online services and mix of uh, the club and online uh, in a way where the member wants to shop whenever or however and Wherever is, is the way to go. And that, I believe, is the secret sauce of success. Very cool. Sam's Club was ahead of the game when it came to contactless shopping and payment with the Scan and Go app um, because it's been around way before the pandemic. So really interesting to hear how many new members are being added every day. I do agree with you. Contactless shopping is probably one of the big trends here to stay and increase Thank you so much for joining today. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. I enjoyed the discussion today. You've been listening to Rethink Retail. For all the latest news on commerce and trends, join the discussion, rethink.industries.